You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janon, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, hey, what is happening, everybody? I hope everybody's been having a phenomenal week and a fantastic day so far. And, oh, man, I can't believe we're almost, like, halfway through November. <laughs> this year is just flying by somehow, and I can't believe that it, like, it is November, and we already, well, by the time this episode will get broadcasted through radio, it will already be November 12th. And um, November 12th, that actually reminds me of a very um, interesting event that I personally just found out about myself right now. Um, so Bellator is actually having a live event, everybody. In case you did not know, well, now you know. Bellator is having uh, their next, should I say, pay-per-view event? Yeah, I guess, because you, you do have to pay for this event. So Bellator 252 is actually happening on November 12th uh, on Thursday. And uh, please, please do tune in and watch these fights. Um, I do believe that the preliminary fights you can watch for free online on YouTube and when the main car starts, you actually have to pay for it. But that itself, ladies and gentlemen, is also a lot of fun and worth paying for sure. Um, so I'm just putting this out there because normally, I I really hate to say this, but uh, I would catch these Bellator, the, the most recent, I should say, Bellator events just randomly when I'm scrolling through my YouTube and I just see a, um, a live thumbnail from Bellator saying that, hey, you know, we actually have live fights happening right now. And I usually, like I said, I just usually uh, find them by chance because they do tend to happen during the week, which I'm not sure exactly why they do it like this. But, you know, it's something that they do. And now that we kind of like put it out there here on the show, now you'll know. And hopefully now you can just uh, mark future events in your calendars so that you don't miss uh, such events from Bellator. And I kind of feel bad because uh, especially since the pandemic started, we kind of uh, just ranted about how Bellator doesn't put any um, efforts into actually scheduling fights for their fighters and having proper events for um, their organization. But hey, you know, they've actually been going on for a few months now. So I, I do take all those things back. And I'm so, so happy that Bellator is actually following suit like the UFC with um, having live events, having live fights, again, with no audience, but they're still having fights. They're still making fighters fight each other. And that is the best thing ever. So for UFC 250, uh, excuse me, for Bellator 252, once again, that is happening on Thursday night, November 12th. So make sure that you, that you catch up with it. I just wanted to put this out there 
and uh, you notice that I kind of like mix that Bellator and UFC because their pay-per-view number is actually very, very close right now, which which I didn't even know uh, because usually Bellator is a few events behind UFC when it comes to like the numbered pay-per-view events. But oh well, they're catching up and I love, love both organizations. So shout out to both of them. So y'all, okay, now let's talk about what we have coming up ahead for this episode. So um, I do want to give you guys a heads up of um, some of the fights that are supposed to be happening in the next couple of weeks. So in case y'all forgot, come on, man. Mike Tyson's going to be fighting Roy Jones Jr. in two weeks. Did y'all remember that? So on November 28th, yes, that is the correct date. So Roy Jones Jr., the former boxing champion, and of course Mike Tyson, who does not who does not know Mike Tyson, of course. Mike Tyson, the former heavyweight champion in boxing. The two are going to be going at it um, for a exhibition fight, actually. And this fight is happening on November 28th. And so that is happening in a couple of weeks. And I'm personally so, so excited. I know that both guys are training super hard right now, specifically Mike Tyson. Uh, if I have to be honest, I haven't come across any uh, any training videos, I should say, or clips of Roy Jones Jr. training on social media. You know, I haven't really come across anything like that, anything at the level of Mike Tyson's because Mike Tyson, from many months before, he, he was actually putting out photos and workout videos of himself just doing drills uh with his coach and sparring with someone and kind of like showing off his newly shredded body which was just out of this world because we all know uh how long of a layoff mike tyson has actually had in the world of boxing and he ladies and gentlemen he is 54 years old and that is Consider uh, okay. No disrespect to anybody who is actually that age, but I'm just saying for professional boxing, that is uh, technically considered a little bit too uh, too old uh, for the sport. And uh, again, I mean no disrespect. I only mean it in a sense that when you're aging, um, it's not always in in your body's best interest to be going through all the things that you usually go through prior to your fights with your fight camp, with all the high intensity workouts that you have to go through, with all the things that you have to put your body through to make uh, the certain weight that you have to to eat that you have to make prior to your fight and of course the fight itself because the fight itself is no joke it is no game you come in yes you do expend a lot of energy yourself to uh to have a good performance yourself but you also there's no guarantee that you're not gonna get hurt in a fight and that of course by itself that deteriorate deteriorates your body even more and uh worsens worsens things excuse me and so your your aging body does not help at all when it comes to all those things that i just said so the fact that mike tyson and the fact that roy jones jr too uh the fact that both guys have actually decided to put all those things aside put 
uh, the the factor of age aside and just decide to go into training camp, train their hardest, and come out there on November 28th to actually fight each other. That is a huge deal. And uh, I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, it, it is a huge deal, especially because neither one has fought in a long time. And I'm just curious to see how that age factor is going to be um, uh, kind of playing a role in the in this whole fight for both guys. And uh, I do wish them both the best, but I just hope that they always prioritize their own health and safety above everything else, above their legacy even, even above uh, the money that they'll be making. Although I do know that this fight is going to be for charity, but I'm just saying I really hope that they keep recalling themselves uh, and almost just reminding themselves that their health and safety is supposed to be their priority. Okay, so uh, yeah, that's that's uh, all I'm hoping for right now. But regardless, I'm still very, very excited for this upcoming bout between the two. So once again, November 28th, in case you haven't marked your calendars already, that is when Mike Tyson is going to be fighting off against Roy Jones Jr. And of course, when the time actually approaches, when fight week actually approaches, we will be thoroughly breaking down this fight for y'all so that you know what to expect and in case you're betting on someone, you kind of have an idea of who you could potentially bet on for that fight. So, yes, that is coming up soon. And, um, yeah, so we don't actually have, yeah, to my knowledge, we actually don't have a pay-per-view um, uh, MMA card, or should I say UFC card? Not MMA, because Bellator is actually having a pay-per-view card tomorrow night, on, on Thursday night, rather. And um, so, yeah, that the next biggest, should I say, overall fight that we're going to be having, it is indeed going to be this Mike Tyson and Royce Jones Jr. fight. So there is that, y'all. And uh, this upcoming weekend, we're actually going to be having another UFC fight night. Uh, once again, in Las Vegas, in the Apex Center. So we're going to be having the former lightweight champion at the UFC, well, he's actually moved up a weight division, and he's currently fighting at the welterweight division at 170 pounds. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Rafael Dos Anjos. Rafael Dos Anjos is going to be fighting Paul Felder, everybody, for this headliner about for UFC Fight Night this upcoming weekend. And as I'll be talking about later on today on our episode... Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos wasn't actually supposed to be fighting off against Paul Felder and Paul Fel Felder actually came in short notice for this bout and I'm going to be talking about why Paul Felder actually accepted this short, no short notice fight and who Rafael Dos Anjos was originally supposed to fight for this headliner fight so we're going to be getting into that in a few minutes and overall I'm just uh, briefly looking through all the other um, bouts that are uh, actually featured on this main card and they're all looking great. So I would definitely recommend everybody to not only watch the main event of the evening, but also all the other fights that are happening on the main card. Although I, I really don't think that we're going to be having enough time to be breaking down all these other bouts here on the show. But make sure that you catch up with them because you never really know. You might just miss the best, like the highlight of the of the night uh, from all of these um, 
bouts and fights that are non-headliners. So always keep an eye out for that for sure. Uh, what else is happening in the world of combat sports? So that's the uh, that's the big thing that we want to obviously talk about today. So we're just going to be breaking down this Paul Felder and Rafael Dos Anjos fight on our episode. Um, and there's also um, another update um, in the world of MMA that I do want to kind of briefly hint at and talk about so that you guys are still in the loop of uh all the all the drama should i say that is happening in the world of mixed martial arts so we'll definitely talk about that as well and what else so yeah that's pretty much what we have coming up for today's show and now without further ado oh actually so actually before we get started I just want to say that uh, we here at TKO, we would like to dedicate this episode to uh, to the late Alex Trebek, who was the we all know was the host of Jeopardy. And uh, Alex Trebek, uh, he was a honestly a legendary figure when it came to media and when it came to uh, hosting programs on on television, of course, and um uh, I can I can speak for myself for sure that um, just watching Alex Trebek on Jeopardy when he was um, uh, uh, just uh, hosting the show and interacting with the with the participants, I always looked up to him and the way that he uh, just just managed the show and um, I I honestly don't know how uh, the show will go on without Alex Trebek, but. I just want to say here on the show that we are thinking of him and his family and that he will always be there um, in our hearts. He was an awesome person, a fantastic host and uh, an inspiring human, human being. So this episode is dedicated to Alex Trebek. Rest in peace. And we love you, Alex. So now without further ado, let's get started with this episode, y'all. So. Okay, the first thing that I want to talk about is this update that um, this update about <laughs> some of the drama, like I said, that is happening in the world of MMA. So last episode, we kind of talked about how uh, Israel Adesanya, the current middleweight champion uh, at the UFC, we talked about how Israel Adesanya wants to move up a weight division to the light heavyweight division at, at 205 pounds. And the fact that he wants to face off against the champion at that weight division. He wants to face off against Jan Blokovich. Okay, so we told you guys that we didn't necessarily think that that was the best decision out there for him. Especially because for the longest time, Israel Adesanya had been uh, fighting in the middleweight division at 185 pounds. And... The fact that he wanted to move up a weight division and directly just straight up fight the champion at that weight division. I just told you guys that I, I didn't think that was the best idea. And maybe perhaps he needed it like a couple of warm-up fights in that higher weight division. Or maybe like it will, it will make more sense if the two, given that they were so dedicated to having this fight, like make this fight happen. They could potentially have it as at a catch weight, so maybe just break it down a weight division, or um, uh, kind of like meet meet each other halfway at, for example, one hundred and ninety five pounds. I think that will make sense for both guys. So Jan Blokovic could like move down a uh, move down a little bit in in weight 
to 195 pounds and as your autosomal you can gain a little bit of weight to move up to 195 excuse me 95 pounds which would make sense it would be fair for both parties in that case but again there hasn't been a lot of update on what the organization has decided to do for this potential fight between Andrea Adesanya and Jan Blakovic. But it seems very clear that Andrea Adesanya does not plan on moving uh, moving back down to his original weight division of middleweight because we actually had Robert Whitaker, the former champion at the middleweight division, saying that he's very actually upset that uh, he wouldn't be getting a shot, another shot, I should say, at um, Ezra Adesanya because he's moved up a weight division and he's kind of like out of reach. So uh, what he's actually said, which I thought was really interesting, was that uh, Robert Whitaker has said that he's willing to, I quote, chase Ezra Adesanya up to light heavyweight if need be for, for the two to actually fight each other. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so, again, just a little bit of background on this as well. We all know that Israel Adesanya became the champion at the middleweight division when he indeed defeated Robert Whitaker when he faced f- faced off against him in, that, in the first fight that the two guys had. And um, Israel Adesanya had a very dominating performance against Robert Whitaker on fight night. And that's exactly how he won the middleweight championship belt for himself and defeated Robert Whitaker. And now Robert Whitaker, he, he had a very successful fight against a recent contender, a recent opponent, Jared Cannonier. And the fact that his performance was so dominating in, in, in that most recent fight it kind of made sense for for both guys, for both Israel Adesanya and for Robert Whitaker to face off against one another at middleweight. But now that Israel Adesanya, out of the blue, he's just decided to move up a whole weight division. Now, uh, Robert Whitaker is saying, man, I don't, I don't really care if I have to move up to 205 because we have some unfinished business. And uh, again, just as a side note... Um, it was actually revealed later after Robert Whitaker lost his championship belt to Israel Adesanya that Robert Whitaker was suffering a lot of injuries, including a major knee injury and major knee ligament injury during the fight. So he wasn't fighting at 100% of his fighting uh, capacity, I should say. So to him, to Robert Whitaker. It just didn't feel fair. So now, Robert Whitaker, having fully recovered and having had that dominant win, that most uh, recent win that he had on his uh, record, having all those things in his back pocket, now he's saying that he's ready to face off against Israel Adesanya, and he's so, so determined. So that he wouldn't care if he faces him in 185 pounds or if he faces him at 205 pounds. But the real question remains, everybody, of whether or not Israel Adesanya is even willing to face off against Robert Whitaker, because I, I just feel like Israel Adesanya, like he's kind of moved on from everything that he's um, had so far at the middleweight division, and he just wants to 
explore other options. Although, like I said before, and like I kind of advised on a previous episode and a little bit earlier today, um, I, I just don't think it's the best idea. But that's the thing that he wants to do. And he's so determined to do it. Well, I guess we'll see if he's able to come out successful at the end of the at the end of the day um, in the lightweight division. But also, I would be interested to see what would happen with Robert Whitaker. And if Robert Whitaker, like he said uh, to various news outlets, if he is truly determined enough to move up to the light heavyweight division, which again, I would advise him not to do. But, um, you know, sometimes the, the factors that drive you to uh, have your next fight in MMA, they're not always the most logical. So things can sometimes get a little bit personal and a little bit emotional, which is honestly one of the biggest reasons why the sport of uh, honestly just any sort of combat sports is so unique. It's not just about rankings. It's not just about what makes sense in a certain league like who's next okay technically person a should fight person b but listen what if person x comes in and says hey i have beef with person a and i just want to fight them i don't care if we fight in 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 a back in in a parking lot i don't care if we fight in the street i just want to fight this person and i don't care where it happens i just want it to happen and that's when things get pretty interesting in combat sports. And so, honestly, at this point, I just think we should we should just wait it out. We should just wait and see what will be next for both Israel Adesanya and for Robert Whitaker. And honestly, what's next for the middleweight division? Because if Israel Adesanya has moved up completely, like for real, officially, to the light heavyweight division, would that mean that he's not going to be the champion anymore? Would that mean that he wouldn't actually come back down to the middleweight division to defend his title? If that's the case, then things are going to be totally different because now the belts would be vacant and Robert Whitaker, he wouldn't even have to move up a weight division to face off against Israel. He would, he would he can just maintain his position in the middleweight division and potentially reclaim the championship belt for himself in an easier manner if he just stays there. But, you know, again, we can't really predict things for for sure, but that's definitely one of the things that could happen, given that Israel Adesanya is 100% determined to just stay in the light heavyweight division, just face off as many opponents as he can until he kind of has that matchup against the champion at light heavyweight Jan Blakovich. But again, like I said, we just have to wait and see what will happen. But this was the newest update in this regard. And I wanted to keep you guys in the loop so that you were all updated. Um, and that if something new came out, you guys kind of like had an idea of what was going on overall. So that's what's been going on with Robert Whitaker, Ajiadisanya, and Jan Blakovich. And now that we had that out of the way, now we can safely move on to breaking down the the fight that we have coming up this upcoming Saturday between uh, Rafael dos Anjos and Paul Felder. So I told you guys earlier that Paul Felder actually stepped in short notice for this fight. 
and that so or originally Rafael dos Santos was supposed to be fighting against Islam Islam Mikhaev and um something came up and uh this is islam just cannot make it to fight night and as as early as this week paul felder actually came out and said listen um listen we live in a world that nothing is actually guaranteed and he's saying that Okay, he actually even in, in that interview that he had, he even mentioned he actually mentioned the name of Alex Trebek, saying that he he was also pretty saddened by his passing, and that he thought that he was pretty young, that he still had a lot of potential um, in the sport, and that he had nothing to lose, and that he was in good shape. So he just said to himself, why not? Um, and uh, he just stepped up, essentially. And it was just as easy as that. And uh, I'm actually really proud of him because we all know that Paul Felder, he doesn't always fight very often. But we do see him uh, do a lot of commentating work on the site for various uh, fights and for various events. And for him to actually come in here and just step in on such short notice it's it's huge and uh it's no easy task for him at all because he is after all going to be facing off against the lightweight champion the former lightweight champion Rafael dos anjos and uh listen there's a reason why Rafael dos anjos was the champion at 155 pounds because Overall, I would say Rafael Dos Santos is a very well-rounded mixed martial artist. Although, I would say that um, what would distinguish Rafael Dos Santos from the remainder of fighters is that he has a very um, uh, persistent style in the sense that he will keep coming forward, he will keep throwing shots, he will not uh, back down. Um, and he will do whatever that is necessary to, uh, to, to be dominant in a fight. And even when we do look at his uh, most recent fights, yes, he, he, he's definitely had a couple of hiccups here and there. But um, ever since he moved up a weight division from lightweight to welterweight to the 170 70 pounds, which this bout is actually going to be conducted at, um, things have been looking a little bit shaky and, um, it, it, it has been partly because of various injuries, just things with his weight cut and, um, but it's okay. I just do want to emphasize that, you know, when, when a person has that X factor, like on the inside for them to, for, for them to take them to, uh, to a championship he was a champion at 155 pounds I, I do believe I genuinely do believe that he still has it in himself that X factor that will make him a uh, very very distinguishable even in this new weight division of welterweight so uh, for that reason, I would say Paul Feller needs to be very cautious in this fight against uh, Rafael dos Anjos. You should not underestimate him. And uh, for Rafael dos Anjos, for some of the things that he needs to watch out about Paul Felder, Paul Felder too, um, 
overall he's a very well-rounded mixed martial artist although he does come from a very strong um pure jiu-jitsu background so i'm not talking about brazilian jiu-jitsu he comes from a japanese jiu-jitsu background and um because of that he has a lot of experience doing a lot of interesting work on the ground um just um scrambling a lot with his opponents and um trapping them in in the most uncomfortable uh positions and just ultimately submitting them but overall this is definitely going to be a very very interesting fight would uh paul felder actually come out successful after taking the fight on such short notice or will rafael dos Sanjos actually redeem himself after having had a couple of hiccups as part of his most recent fights well i guess we'll figure it out for ourselves on saturday night uh, make sure that you catch up with the whole fight card though even though uh we didn't really get to talk about some of the other awesome bouts that are happening on this fight night but uh i'm just looking at the clock right now and unfortunately that is all the time we're going to be having for this week y'all Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. You can also go to Spotify and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes and download them as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here and this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.